0: only preachers have the responsibility to preach. Ever heard that before? Oh, it's the preacher's job to preach. I'll I, I just show up to church. That, that, that is as backwards as it gets. It is the preacher's job to preach, but yes, it is a Christian's job to witness. Amen. Yes. And it is our job to witness, and God has given each and every one of us so many more opportunities than we could ever deserve or, or even choose to, to comprehend, and yet we, we, we don't. We lose those opportunities. We forget those opportunities. We forego them. We well, for lack of a better word, we waste them. We absolutely, totally, and completely waste those opportunities. I know a lot of y'all in here play sports or coach sports or at least watch sports. And, uh, Brother Trey, and, and I, I still call him Coach Trey sometimes, or him saying that, that he coached me makes me feel so much younger. It, it really does. And he coached us in baseball. And whenever you're playing baseball, if, uh, <laughs> And Coach Blake and my dad and everybody always said, if you walk somebody, you throw them balls, and you walk them, you're giving them a free base. Absolutely free. They didn't do anything to earn it. They just stood up there with a bat on their shoulders and you gave it to them. They didn't deserve that. Well, God gives us opportunities each and every day. And as a, as a Christian, as a person that we're supposed to be witnessing for God, we're supposed to be going in the uttermost parts of the earth. There are two commissions in the Bible that we hardly ever follow. And so many times we waste those opportunities. Another opportunity, especially in the sport of baseball, is is you get a, a runner on second and third with no outs and you're supposed to score. If you don't, then you have missed opportunities. If you get the ball in the red zone in football, you're supposed to score. You're supposed to come away with at least three points. So many more times we waste those opportunities. In basketball, if you get the ball in the paint, you are supposed to score. If you get an offensive rebound under the rim, you are supposed to score. And yet so many times those opportunities are missed as well. Book of Matthew in chapter 25 this afternoon, we're going to begin in verse number 14, book of Matthew chapter 25, verse number 14, "For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. and he gave, excuse me, unto one, he gave five talents to another two, to another one, and every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity you've given us to come together. God to worship you, God to be spiritually fed. Lord, we thank you for the blessings of life you bestowed upon each and every one of us here. God, for the opportunities that you give us to take and to spread your word, to witness God, to, to be a living testimony of what you have done and dealt in our life. Lord, I pray that you'd help us we would never be ashamed, that we would never offer excuses. Lord, that we would never shy away from that calling that you have called us to do. Lord, help us this afternoon as we look into your word. We could do so with open hearts and open minds. Lord, that we could be spiritually fed. And Lord, I pray you most of all, for be a lost one among us. This afternoon, they can see their need of a salvation. God, if they can see their lost and undone condition, they can believe on Jesus Christ as their Savior before it be everlasting and too late. Forgive us for we fail you. Thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. And the Bible here says the kingdom of heaven is like unto. And a lot of times we miss that. We, we talk about the talents and we talk about the, uh, in, in relation to gifts, but a lot of times we miss that the kingdom of heaven is like unto. And to this afternoon, I want to look at that just a little bit. Whenever we get to heaven, we are all going to be sorely disappointed. I say we all, I'm not judging your life. But just, just my life, I'm going to be sorely disappointed whenever I get to heaven to realize that I missed so many opportunities down here to do good. That I missed so many opportunities to tell somebody about Jesus. Because I do. Each and every day we're given an opportunity to tell someone about Christ and, and to be a witness to allow God's love to shine through our life. And so many times we miss that opportunity. As a teacher, I, I come in contact with kids a lot of times, and, and we call them this and all fun, but a lot of times you get a classroom and, and they always got a couple of heathens in it. And we call them that picking because they're just just terrible students. It's not their fault. Most of the time it's their, 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 their parents act the same way. But a lot of times you get those kids that are just a little bit harder to deal with. Guess what? They need Jesus just as much as the kid who sits there, does all his work, and makes straight A's. You find those people in traffic that ever cut you off and they wave at you with one finger. Everybody has ever seen them. People are just rude, mean, and awful. They need Jesus just as much as the people that sit in church every single morning. They need to be witnessed to. They need to be encouraged. They need to be to talk to. And these opportunities that God gives us, as each and every one, into our own ability, and that's what He's saying here. with the talents he said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man, and He gave. Five talents to one, two to another, and to another one. Every man, here we go, according to his several ability. I know everybody in here can't throw a baseball as hard as everybody else. Everybody in here can't drive a car as fast as everybody else. But everybody has different abilities. I can't sit down at that piano and make it sound like the piano players did. I can't do it. If I sit down and play at it, I'm, I'm liable to break it. I'm absolutely awful whenever it comes to, to playing a piano. That is not something that I have been gifted with. Whenever I, I, my wife, she plays a guitar, and when I, I pick up a guitar, it's, it's just terrible. I can pick some chords, but it takes me about four seconds to get from chord to chord. It, it don't work very fast. It, it's not something that I'm gifted at. God gives us all each individual talents. He gives us gifts. He gives us opportunities. He gives us avenues to share the gospel. A man said this past week, he said if, if you cook for people and they, and they come into your home and they see the love of Christ in you and you're able to share Jesus with you, then that food is the vehicle that gets them there. And a lot of times we miss out on those vehicles that get them there. We, get, we miss out on that opportunity to invite someone to church. Y'all have a revival coming up this week. How many people have we invited to church? How many have we invited to come? Everybody that we meet needs Jesus. Even if they're saved, they need Jesus. They they, they need to be in the house of God. They need to strengthen their relationship with the Lord. So do we. How many people have we invited to church this week? How many people do we invite to church this morning? A lot of times we'll share a a message on Facebook. We'll share a scripture. That's not being a Christian. Being a Christian is not a bumper sticker that says, follow me to Sunday school. Being a Christian is not a, a Jesus fish on the back glass of our car. Being a Christian is what we do each and every day with the opportunities that God gives us. It's not how we dress. <laughs> I heard a guy say one time. He said, "Acting right in church and, and dressing—I mean, showing sure enough fine and pretending that everything is perfect in your life—is like getting dressed up for an X-ray." God don't see what's on the outside. God sees what's on the inside. And a lot of times, if even if we even if we don't know about it, the world does too. They'll see what's on the outside, but but. But the world can see our true nature just like God can. The world can see our motivations. The world can see our intents. The world can see that something is different about a child of God. Do they see that in our life? Flip over, if you would, to the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter number 12. Book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Verse number 1 says concerning spiritual gifts. I know that y'all know it as well as I do. There are some people that have a gift to teach. Whether it be Sunday school teachers or deacons or or preachers or pastors, whatever it may be, you understand and, and you can recognize it when someone has a gift to teach. Others have a gift to preach. Others have a gift to cook. Others have a gift to love, to play the piano, to sing. Others have a gift of friendliness. Friendly people. Everybody don't have that gift. Others have the the gift of of witness, of being able to share their testimony in a different way, in a greater way, to have a greater impact, to be able to, to reach people. But the kicker comes whenever we don't use those gifts. That's when it gets to be a real shame. Whenever you whenever you get sick and you get down, at least as kids, and we get the flu or whatnot. COVID didn't exist back then. So we'd get the flu and we'd be down for a day or two. And Mom and daddy always say, you got to get up, you got to work out, you got to move those muscles because if you don't, same thing they said about algebra, if you don't use it, you lose it. And the same thing goes for muscles, it goes for algebra, it goes for all those things that we learned in school that we swore we'd never uh, use and then whenever we needed them, we had to go look them up. Same thing goes for being a Christian. If we don't use the spiritual gifts that God has given us, if we don't use the opportunities that He's given us, why, why should He give us another one? If we don't take the opportunity to invite somebody to the church this week, then why should God let us stay here in a church where we can worship and praise Him? Why should He be good to our family? What if we got back from God exactly what we gave Him? What if God gave us exactly as much attention as we give to Him? What kind of shape would we be in? I'm thankful every day that He's he's not that kind of guy. That He thinks of me far more than I think of Him. But a lot of times it comes right down to the fact that, that we have so much going on. And we are so busy and we are so tied up with everything else in this world that God gets slid to the back burner. And so does the gifts and the opportunities that He gives us. There's a song that's sung, I think the must sing it, it's called Excuses. Ever heard that song, Excuses, Excuses? We use them every day and the devil, he'll supply them if from church you'll stay away. This morning I preached in harmony. There's 150,000 different reasons for me not to come to church. There's one reason for me to come to church. And that's for God. Thank the Lord that you all are here. There were a lot of reasons that you had not to come. But God gave us this opportunity to come together to read and study His Word, to be spiritually fed, to be in fellowship with one another, and we take advantage of that. God gives us an opportunity tomorrow to witness to someone, to tell someone about Jesus, to take His Word into this world. And the book of Acts says, to the uttermost parts of the earth. To be a witness unto Him, words of Christ, one of His last words on earth. So they got to be important. Everybody always talks about last words. Famous last words, dying words. Before Jesus left this earth. That was some of his last words. To be a witness unto him in all these different places and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Louisiana is the uttermost parts of the earth. Mississippi is the uttermost parts of the earth. Where we're at is the uttermost parts of the earth. You don't have to be in Africa to be a missionary. You don't have to be in Mexico to be a missionary. You can be a missionary in state-line Louisiana. What does it mean to be a missionary? We have it on the sign out front, out in harmony. We have it on the sign. I grew up in a... A missionary Baptist church and that always threw me because usually we support one missionary once a month and if we are going to be a missionary Baptist church if, if our job as the church is to reach people the missionaries should be our one of our main concerns. It should be something that we focus on as individuals and as a church and what do we do as far as missions go? Who do we reach? Where do we go? Well, it's the, it's the pastor's job to go and visit people in the community. Paul said to edify one another as members, as believers in Christ. To edify one another. To exhort one another. To encourage one another. To love one another. Not just the preacher. Not just lost people. Everybody. And a lot of times we miss that. We miss that opportunity. We miss that gift. We lose it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 1. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brother, I would have not—I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I given—I <clears throat> give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse. That no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are—excuse me. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh them all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For one, excuse me, for two, one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh one and self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as his will. For as the body is one and hath many members, all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also in Christ. In His church, there are a lot of people that have a lot of different gifts. But this church is not all of the body of Christ. Just the missionary Baptist churches in South Louisiana are not all of the body of Christ. Just Baptist churches in the United States are not all the body of Christ. Every saved believer is part of a baptized, excuse me, baptized into a Bible-believing church is part of the body of Christ. And each and every one of those individuals, included each and every one of us, are given gifts based on what we need, based on what we're good at. Every person on the basketball team can't play point guard. I learned that the hard way. You know it's really, really difficult for somebody who can't shoot a three-pointer to play point guard. After two or three air balls, coach told me, hey, you belong closer to the goal. It works. I can't do everything and you can't do everything, but as a part of the body, we can. As a part of the body. But we have to be able to use what God has given us. We not only have to be able, we have to be willing. That is the key word. He says in verse number two that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols. I think Paul here is being very blunt, but he's being very real. How many times are we carried away by the things of this world? Do we have idols in our life that keep us from fulfilling the things that that God has given us? To keep us from doing the commission that he has given us? What gets between us and God? Do we watch Netflix rather than studying His Word? Do we choose to watch a basketball game instead of Sunday school lesson? Are we late to church because we just stayed up all night watching that movie and just needed some sleep? Whenever we ask God for something, we don't want Him to be late for us. But we have no problem being late for Him. Do we miss church on a whim? When we ask God to help us, we don't want Him to miss us. But we'll miss him. In a relationship, communication is key. If me and my wife never talked, it'd be really, really difficult for us to have a healthy relationship. The same thing with God. If we don't ever talk to him or we don't allow him to talk to us, it is very, very difficult to have a healthy relationship. But so many times in our life, we allow excuses. We allow the idols of this world to sweep us away, to get in between us and to keep us from using that talent which God has given us. Keep us from using those opportunities that God has given us. And that is a very, very sad thing to witness. Not only that, that that is a terrible thing to realize once those opportunities are behind you. It's hard to stand at a graveside or walk through a wake at the funeral home and wonder if that person is saved. Because you never told him about Jesus. You never asked him if he knew the Lord. It's hard to do that. Whenever we stand at judgment day, how many people going to point their finger at us and say, you never told me about God. You never told me about Jesus. You weren't concerned in my soul. You taught me high school. I came to your church. I saw you at the restaurant all the time. You were my daddy, my uncle, My cousin. You were my friend, but you never asked me about Jesus. That's going to be a hard day. Because we miss opportunities. We allow the things of this world to get between us. Turn down, if you would, to verse number 27. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And you are the body of Christ and members, here we go. In particular, on purpose. God don't just divvy out gifts like we divvy out UNO cards. It don't work that way. He gives us exactly what we need, exactly when we need it. Whenever we took the ACT test in high school, they give us a bunch of formula sheets, or it may have been the practice in college, I don't remember. Anyway, they give us a bunch of formula sheets. And they said, if you need these, use these. You may not need them, but if you need them, use them. God don't give us gifts that way. He gives us exactly what we need to do His work, to be about His work. And we still don't use them. God gives us the directions to life. And we still don't use them. When that baby was born, I made a joke. I said, they don't come with instruction manuals. The nurse just handed them to us, took us out of the hospital and said, strike out. <laughs> if you have trouble, here's a YouTube channel. Good luck. Oh, yeah, we did. We called mama. <laughs> And we say there's no instruction manual to life. When something happens, when this goes wrong, there's no instruction manual to life. Well, what does the Bible say about that? Well, 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 this particular situation is not in the Bible. The Bible still has the answers. It does. The Bible says, cast your care upon him, for he careth for you. Don't the Bible say that? So whenever we get in trouble and we start struggling, why don't we give it to God? God said one time, he said, well, I've done all I can do, so ask the church if you would to pray for us. We're going to start praying. Done all I can do, so now I'm going to start praying. If that ain't just slam backwards, we should pray first, and then we should try to do second. Does that make sense? We should seek God first. Well, I've, I've thought about this decision and I, I don't know about this career change, about this job change, about this house change, about this lifestyle change. I just, I've thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. I've made a pros and cons list. I just, I just can't get an answer. So now I'm going to ask God to help me. Slam backwards. We are not to consult the things of this world, but the things of God, the word of God, the people of God, God himself, You know, God listens whenever we pray to him, whenever we ask him for help. It says that he's an ever-present God, that he hears, that he knows, that he sees, that he feels. But so many times we'll hit things in our life, we'll hit bumps, We'll, we'll hit snags and temptations. We'll forget God. We'll allow God to fall by the wayside. We'll push him to the back burner. We'll we'll try to do it all ourselves, and and that is not the way that the Lord intended it. He gave us, not only did he give us individual gifts and talents, he gave us a church for support. He gave us a church, a Bible for comfort. And yet so many times we take it for granted. Verse 28, And God hath said in, in the church, First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the spiritual gifts, excuse me, have the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Everybody can't have the same gift. There can't be four eyes in one body. It don't work that way. But if you cover up your eyes, it's extremely difficult to see what's going on, even though you can hear everything that's happening. It's hard to see it. He gave us all different gifts so we can all support one another, so that we can all be a part of this church, so that we can all successfully work together. The book of Acts and the writer Luke, I think he used this on purpose. I think God put it in here on purpose, every single word that's in the Bible. But he says over and over again in Luke and in Acts, he said to be of one accord. Paul says several times to be fitly joined together. And if we're going to utilize the talents that God has given us, we have to be of one accord. If you have two feet and they want to go in a different direction, how far are you going to get? Two guys sitting in a rowboat, both of them powering in the opposite direction, how far are you going to get? If you're lucky, you'll spin around in circles. That's it. We can't fight each other. We, we can't offer excuses and disclude myself. We, we, we can't slack on our own self. The chain is only as weak as the weakest link. The church is only as weak as the weakest link. Pine Mish- uh, excuse me, First Baptist Church had a sign the other day, probably a year ago now. It said, give the devil an inch, and he'll become a ruler. It don't take much for him to get in our life and, and to hinder us, In the book of Matthew, whenever Jesus was telling the story about the talents, the first man, he gave five to him. He took, he went, and he got another five. He used his gift. The second man that had two, he went, and he got another two. He used his gift. But the third man, what happened to him? He buried it. He hid it. He refused to use it. Why? Why did he refuse to use it? He said the, the, the man was a, a mean man, an man. He said, I knew that, that, that you that you reap what you do not sow. He said, so I, so I buried it and I'm going to give it right back to you. The man called him wicked. He allowed the thoughts that the that, that Satan put in his head about his boss to hinder him. A lot of times we look at the fact that he was an unfaithful servant. But the reality is, is he got distracted. Is he had an excuse. There are a lot of people in hell today that had excuses of why they didn't believe in Jesus. Hell is chock full of them. And the second that they all opened their eyes, there they believed. 100%. There are a lot of people that were taken out in eternity, saved people. They won't have a whole lot when it comes to rewards in heaven. Because they always had an excuse on why I can't, why I couldn't, why I'm not. The question is what are we doing? What are we doing? Are we living our life for for the things of this world? Are we living our life so that we'll have a good career? Are we trying to just make enough money so my family don't have to be in want? George Strait sings a song. He said, I've never seen a hearse with a luggage rack. They don't make them. You don't take it with you. There's no secret little box in a coffin where you can put all your money in and then it be with you when you go. It don't work that way. What are we doing in this life? What, what is our life amounting to? Because if it's not the things of God, it's not amounting to a hill of beans. Nothing at all. If it's not the things of God, then we're wasting our time. We're spitting in the wind. We're paddling a boat in circles. Doing absolutely nothing for God means doing absolutely nothing. Burying our talent, allowing the devil to, to hinder our spiritual gifts. Means we're not getting anywhere. The term revival means a refreshing of something that's already there. You can't revive something that's non-existent. A revival is a refreshing and renewing. Paul said that after a person is saved, he he said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? How are we transformed so that we are not part of this world, so that we are not conforming? He said it by the renewing of your minds. We need that on a daily basis, do we not? We, We have to. We wake up every day wanting to sin. That's our nature. We want to mess up. We want to do wrong. That is our nature. Paul said, I don't want to do wrong. He said, but I do it anyway, because that is my nature. And then we have to ask God for forgiveness. We have to crucify ourselves daily. Jesus said, take up your cross daily and follow me. It is not something that we can do one time. It is not something that we can do just just now and later. It is easy to sing a Christian song in church, right? And several specials tonight, the, the Waymaker song is a beautiful song. I, I love that song. It's easy to sing that song in church. It's harder to sing that song when you get around a bunch of lost people. It's easy to sing that song, Amazing Grace in Church. It's harder to sing it when you're amongst a bunch of lost people. A bunch of, uh, among a bunch of people who don't appreciate church, who don't value God. It's a little bit harder. It's easy to tell people your testimony in church. It was easy for that man to bury his one talent. It took a little bit of effort for the others to go out there and double that man's investment. It's easy for us to give up on whatever God has given us. It's easy for us to throw aside the gifts that he's given us. It's easy for us not to use them. It's easy for us not to study, for not to come to church, to not witness. That's the easy part. It takes effort for us to live for God. It takes effort for us to be what he's called us to be. It takes effort for us to be a witness. It takes effort for us to go into the world, to teach, to preach, to baptize. It takes effort. And I pray that Each and every one of us, each and every Christian even across the world could realize that it takes a little bit of effort for us to be a Christian. We can't just put a a, a scripture on Facebook once a week and say, I'm I'm a Christian. A bumper sticker don't make us a Christian. Being saved don't make us a Christian. Obeying God does. The term Christian means to be Christ-like. The church in Antioch was called Christians because of the amazing things that were happening there. And I pray that in each and every one of our lives and in every Christian church across this world, that there could be amazing things happening. That the world could look at us and say, Those are Christians. I'll have a verse of a song. I'd like to ask for a verse of invitation. Someone to have something on their heart.